There are so many reasons not to skip breakfast. So many savory, mouth-watering, tasty, delicious beyond all belief reasons. Actually, that last one was pretty convincing. Stop by for a McDonald's breakfast. Mix and match a sausage biscuit, sausage McMuffin, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Any two for just two bucks. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. There are so many reasons not to skip breakfast. So many savory, mouth-watering, tasty, delicious beyond all belief reasons. Actually, that last one was pretty convincing. Stop by for a McDonald's breakfast. Mix and match a sausage biscuit, sausage McMuffin, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Any two for just two bucks. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Hey, babe. What? Babe, can you hear me? What? Babe, come in here. What do you want? Oh, hey, there you are. Hey, can you help me take this old PlayStation down to the basement? I, uh, I may have just upgraded to the newest one. Uh, I hope you're not mad. Wait, what? What do you mean you bought a new one? Yeah, it was this big sale. It was, uh, 2% off the retail price. I mean, I know it's over budget, but, you know, I just gotta be the first one to have it. Uh-huh. Well, why don't you follow me down to the basement, then? Can you open the door for me? Sure, hold my beer. Got you now. I've got a special dungeon down there just for you. Enjoy your PlayStation. Feels like it's been a while for some reason. Yeah. Doesn't it? It does. Feels like it's been more than a week. It's been a very long week. How is it with your parents? It was something. Let's just say that. Just long enough. Hmm. Okay, well, before we get started, um, we have a few new Patreon members to shout out. Oh, my God. As always, we have Dina, Courtney, and Heather, who have all joined to support us this last week. So thank you, everyone. Thank you, guys. Thank you for being here today. And we have a very special surprise shot today, by request, from Sarah, who had specifically asked for us to take this... (sighs) Shot that's not just a shot. Why? Uh, I feel like she hates us. She's been no, she, she's been a supporter for so long, but I feel like she just did this on purpose. She wants us to feel the love here, um, which you can probably tell what this means for those of you who are watching on YouTube. Mm. Car bombs, car bombs. We don't know what they are, but we do because we got wasted last time. Well, sorry. At least I won't be nervous tonight. Jen's got a date. Jen's got a date. It's a double date. Oh yeah. I feel like this is more like meet the parents than a double date. (laughs) Is this the first time you're meeting this guy in person? No, no. I was about to say second. It's a group hang. So tonight's story is a fascinating story. Sure to. Make us all in a happy mood. Uh And I want to go ahead and shout out the request. And it is from Regina. Oh, Regina. So, all right, guys. So this is a request for Regina. Thank you so much. She is a Supremo. She has been a fan of ours for an extremely long time. Yes. And 
Also, if you would like to request your own stories, you can do so at the blog talkmurder.com. However, we do tend to focus on Supremo story requests more since we uh, there's only a limited amount of stories I can do. So, but you False. can go to there's an unlimited amount yeah. of stories that you can do. So you can go to talkmurder.com, and I keep forgetting to mention this, but one of the perks, and I think it's like three dollars, is like the lowest tier or something, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is you can get all the episodes ad free. And that yeah. right there is worth it, especially for some reason you people like to binge us, which sounds awful to me. But if you're going to binge it, just three bucks, man, and you get all the episodes. Add frizzle. All of them. Every single episode yeah. is on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we don't we don't actually control what the uh, ads are. And I know it's a lot of progressive ads, which is fine to me because Flo, but <laughs> well, no, she's not on there anymore. Yeah, she is. Yeah. They brought her back, I think. Yeah. Oh, really? Well, mm-hmm. the, it's some new guy. That, Jesse? I don't know. The mayhem? All right. So tonight's story is for you, Regina. It is a story that we're going to do. I'm not going to say it's good. Now, let me preface the story. And then you can decide if you want your kids to listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, we've got a long list of surprise shot dedications we can go do if we feel like we need yeah, to go. Yeah, got to drive down to Folly tonight. This is true. So let me preface this episode before I tell you what it's about. Tonight, we are actually going 90 miles away or less, 90 miles or less, away uh-huh. from where... Adolf Hitler was born. <laughs> oh, interesting. So, where was Hitler born? Austria. You were supposed to guess that. You're I, the. You did ask me this week. Hey, have you ever been to Austria? And so I, this is not where I was expecting us to go. Hmm. Yeah. So Nicole has read a bunch on Hitler. Yeah. And fascinating. It is a really fascinating story, or World War Two, that is, but. This has ties to the Nazi war machine. Ooh. This story. Okay. <laughs> Regina picked this for us, didn't she? She knew we would love this. Do you remember when John, when John flew his German flag oh in, my that, God. in the studio originally yes. and it looked like it was a Nazi flag? We didn't realize you could see it from the outside and then we're like, oop, we're taking this down. It wasn't a Nazi flag. It just had no, the, eagle the eagle on it that was used by the, the SS. Right. <laughs> but, but an unassuming passerby would think that, you know, we were a house full of Nazis. Yes, which yeah. is... Nothing Far, further than the yeah, truth, we're considering not, we have a quarter Jew and yeah. a half Jew in this house. <laughs> a quarter least. Jew? Me. Yeah, Jen. Jen's oh, quarter. A quarter. Yes, I yeah, am. It counts. So if you're new here, my name is John. This is Talk Murder Me Podcast. Welcome. I put all my sources, photos, and videos on talkmurder.com. I'm writing a blog post for this right now. So please go there and share it. Plus, you definitely want to see the videos of this horrific crime that we're going to be talking about tonight. So interesting to me that Hitler wasn't even German and became the leader of Germany. Well, he also became the the uh, leader of Austria and all the other countries he took over. True. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. So this is Austria. And uh, we're actually going fairly recent tonight. 2008. Hmm, okay. So what was going on in 2008? Economic crash. There you go. President Obama was elected. Look at how like organized that looks though. Like all the every building, square, courtyard. 
Look at that. Yeah, well, kind it's of amazing. Yeah, very planned kind of like cities. New York is kind of like that on a grid system. Yeah, Boston is not. No. <laughs> Charleston. No, it is not. It's Charleston like, not. get the fuck out of here is what Boston <laughs> system is. Now, Hitler became an honorary citizen of Amstetten, where we're going to tonight. Hmm. This was during his takeover. And the, the uh, city actually, he grew up 90 minutes away. And the city, quote, filled him with great pleasure, end quote. So he loved Sounds kinky. Yeah. yeah. So like he became an honorary citizen while he was taking them over. So it wasn't no, no, like, no, no, a, I guess yet. you're taking this us over so you can be an honorary uh, no, citizen. No, 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 no. Here's a uh, report from a local history book. It says, quote, the crowd were screaming and waving in quote. They wanted him there. So a lot of places like, I guess, Austria, they wanted the Nazi regime to mm. to take over. All right, so tonight we're actually going to April 19th, 2008. A an apartment manager who you're we have a photo of him. He an old guy. He rushes into the Amstetten Emergency Services. It was Saturday morning, April 19th, 2008, around 7 a.m. a uh, elderly man, an old man, Rushes into the Amstetten Emergency Services. And the gurney comes out, all the nurses, they put the patient on this gurney. And it wasn't him. This old man brings in a 19-year-old woman and from his apartment, who he claims collapsed at his apartment building. Now, he owns eight apartment buildings inside this one a photo, and I'll show you the apartment here in a little bit. And I am not going to be able to pronounce the apartment from which she collapsed. Can we see it so I can try? Sure. I like pronouncing hard words. It, this isn't. This isn't a word you're going to be is able to get. N- not English. <laughs> it's okay. Ebstras forty. <laughs> I doubt that's it. Valiant <laughs> effort. I All don't right. know. Well, we'll we'll listen back and see if you got it right. So the apartment was, and I'm just going to go what you said, but it's most likely wrong. It looks right to me. Yibstrasse 40. And the spelling of that is Y-B-B-S-S-T-R-A-S-S-4-0. They don't like vowels, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, they got an E in there. <laughs> and a Y, right? <laughs> Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> All right. The, uh, the apartment was built up of eight sub-apartments. We don't actually have a photo of the woman that came in. Okay. For reasons that I'm going to explain to you. She was unphotographable? There was... A ghost. I will, no, let me, just, let me just say, her and another victim tonight who were in the hospital were under extreme security from the media. Oh. And I'll get to this later. Celebrities? But the security team they brought in, I'm trying to find it real quick. Maybe a diplomat? It's it's like the Special Forces or Delta Force of Austria. I think they're called the Cobra Force. Uh-huh. They're the specialized unit, and their main object- objective was to not let any photographer or any press or anybody whatsoever get any photographs of the victim because the going rate for one photograph of the face 
was $1.5 million. Wow. Everyone wanted to know what she looked like. And and till this day, I cannot find she's, well, uh, let me step back. Um, till this day, I couldn't find a photo. So it was either a very popular crime or a very popular victim. Exactly. Hmm. Or both. Exactly. Her condition, when she was at the apartment, she apparently had bit her tongue. She had pulled her hair out. Oh. She went into a fit, like a a medical fit. Well, it sounds like she might have been having a seizure. From Dr. Albert Reiter, the the main doctor taking care of her. Quote, she was in a life-threatening condition. She was unconscious and had to be ventilated. Several of her vital organs had failed, end quote. Most of her teeth were missing. Hmm. There were several bald patches. Now, how old is she? 19, you said. Her hair was completely gray. Her skin was, quote, deathly white, end quote. She was severely anemic. You don't know what anemic means? Mm-hmm. What? You have low iron levels. Anemia is your vitamin B12 and your do I iron. Do you know that for certain or should I look it up? No, I think she's I'm right. right. I, I'm anemic. Is this like uh, another one of them Reverend? Uh, <laughs> I think she's right. All right. Look it up like, if you want. Like it makes you feel weak often, right? Yeah, you have low iron levels in your blood. Go ahead. Look it up. I want I, you to look it up. Initially, doctors thought that she was poisoned. Poisoned. And but several tests ruled that out. And if you guys play Resident Evil, if you get poisoned on the game, make sure you take the blue flower. The blue flower cures poison. Red flower, blue thorns. Red flower, blue thorns. She was immediately put on dialysis and she was delivered her last rites. But we don't know whether she's alive. There is no photos of her available whatsoever. Now, just just listen. Is this? I am so intrigued by what's happening here. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. Regina, trick, but... I love it. Yeah. Uh, okay. The reason you probably you may have heard of this story. So but far, not ringing any bells. Luckily for Austria, the world fucking collapsed in 2008, and people had bigger problems. <laughs> I mean, you can't pick True. a better fucking time for that. This girl, her name was Kirsten. Dunst. Yes, this Kirsten Dunst. I was always wondering what happened to her. So this was going on for a few hours. They actually had to put her into an induced coma. Oh. Now, her organs are starting to fail one by one. She looks like a grandma with no teeth. She looks awful. But she was only 19. But no one, none of the doctors could figure out what was going on. She wasn't poisoned. They did all the poison tests. They could not figure out what was going on. Seems like a case for Dr. House. Yeah. 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 The the alcoholic Dr. House. (laughs) No, he was on pills. Vicodin. Vicodin. Mm -hmm. So they reached out to the old man that brought her in and, and said, hey, is there anything, do, do we know who her parents are? Like, what is going on? The, this old man comes back to the hospital and he hands the doctor a note. And Nicole, if you want to read this note. <clears throat> this note is from the supposed mother. Now, the mother had dropped the daughter off at this apartment building. Just left her there. This is what the letter said. This was apparently written by the mother. 
Wednesday, I gave her aspirin and cough medicine for the condition. Thursday, the cough worsened. Friday, the coughing got even worse. She had been biting her tongue, biting her lip as well as her tongue. Kirsten is very scared of strangers. She has never been in a hospital before. I've asked my father for help because he is the only person she knows. P.S. said, Kirsten, please stay strong until we see each other again. We will come back to you soon. All right. So what do you notice about that? The only person that she knows is her grandfather. Yes. So that's reclusive. That is her grandfather. Now, the grandfather that brought her in. Yeah. So he didn't know this at the time. And we're going to get to this. But his daughter has done this a few times before her. His daughter. Ran away from home at a very early age and joined a religious cult, a sect. Uh-huh. And has been getting pregnant and dropping off her kids at the dad's house. And they were her looking father. for her. Exactly. But no one has ever found her before. The grandfather actually goes back and, and in the the jacket that uh, was wrapped around Kirsten, there was a note. And he found that after he got back from the hospital. And then he pulls it out and is like, yada, yada. oh, God, this is, this is actually my granddaughter. So he goes back. And to the hospital now. And he had met her before this, though. No, 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 no. Because his daughter, the the mother of Kirsten, ran away and joined a religious sect. So the girl's nineteen and has been living with her mother in this cult. And so even though the letter says the only person she knows is her grandfather, yeah, that's not like she knew other humans existed. Huh? Perhaps. Like, the way that that was written, it made me think the only person she ever met in her life was this grandfather. Well, the, here's the thing. Did you get that? That's what. That's how I interpreted well, that letter. Well, all right. So the grandfather goes back to the doctor, gives him the note, but that note doesn't really help them that much because Dr. Ryder, Albert Ryder, was losing, losing his patient. And this really struck home to him. He was really heartbroken over this and he was determined not to lose her and i'll tell you if he did or not later but he was losing her she was her organs were found he could not figure out one way or the other the grandfather couldn't provide any information the the only person that would be able to provide any information is the mom does that make sense Mm -hmm. okay but the mom's in a cult Mm -hmm. okay so dr Ryder does a press conference and this is this is not usual but he was in such dire straits that he went on television national television and did a press conference pleading for the mother saying listen we're not going to bring law enforcement in and 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 bust you or anything else i just need information on your daughter what is wrong with her is there anything in your medical history that we can use to to actually save her life because right now she's about to be dead he does a press conference pretty much knowing that nothing's going to come of it and she's going to die however a few days go by and apparently the mother did see the press conference on tv a few days later, this old man calls the doctor and says, and he's all excited, guess what? My daughter has returned from the cult. Huh. So I'm going to drive her down there. Now, she doesn't want to be 
questioned by any police because they're going to question her. Number one, where what cold is this? And number two, how how could you how could you let this happen? And number three, you had three other kids that you just dropped off in the past to your to your dad. You know, what's going on? Like she could face charges. Right. So the grandfather's like, no, please don't get the police involved at all. And she'll come in and figure this out. And the doctor's like, I don't, I'm not even going to ask her where she's been for 24 years. Cause this is 24 years ago. The daughter had left. I mean, her daughter is 19 now. Yeah. So, yeah. So she, she was gone for a very long yeah. time. At least 19 years she's been gone or 19 years and nine months she's been gone. Right. Yeah. So he says, I don't care where she's been for 24 years. We just want to save Kirsten. That's all I care about. She, the mother, her name is Elizabeth, looks like complete death. The, Some cult. The doctor wants to know why she abandoned all these children and where she's been for 24 years. But he knows that that's not his place. He just wants to try to save Kirsten. However, he did notify the police. And the police did question her they came to the hospital and questioned her the mother was 42 years old she was completely disoriented her hair was completely gray and every one of her teeth were missing every one of her teeth were out had rotted out now detectives actually started grilling her pretty hard now give me uh what do you guys think so far like what, what do you think like, I'm trying to imagine what kind of cult could this be where all their teeth are gone and all this A meth stuff. cult. Ooh, maybe. Good call. Like, it's, is that a drug big scene? drug over there? I don't know. I don't know. Could be. I know there's a couple meth cults in uh, Somerville, but I don't know. Not downtown. <laughs> downtown's really cute. <laughs> all right. The um, d- detectives started grilling her pretty hard. What, what are you going to say? Well, I was going to say either like a drug cult or maybe like one of those cults where like, you know how some people have fetishes and like one is like people looking like grandmas. But or no, I was thinking more of like babies and like, uh, like sucking teats and like, what the fuck are you talking about? I don't know. I'm fucking drunk. I don't know. Babies and sucking teeth. She's know. going with the real weird type cult. Yeah, like oh. really that, weird. That may or may not exist in this. I world. don't know if that's a thing or not, but you know, if somebody's into it. I'll guarantee it. Well, not right. me, but you know. So, at this point, Kirsten is in an induced coma. Did Kirsten survive? That's what I want you guys to think through this episode. I'm gonna say yes. I'm gonna say no. Now, the detectives start grilling the mother Elizabeth hard. And she wouldn't say a word. Hmm. She, she had and, no teeth. How could she say a word? <laughs> <laughs> she, <laughs> Sorry. She had one of them things. Did she? Oh, no, 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 just no but when you, have no, when you have no teeth, it's a bit, bit hard to talk. A bit hard to talk. Ain't got no teeth. Talk. No teeth. Why are you making fun of my family? <laughs> <laughs> I had, when I was growing up, I, my neighbor used to babysit me. It, she was She was great. I loved her. But she always used to be like, I have no teeth. <laughs> Teeth. Yeah, teeth. No toothers. I have no teeth. No toothers. That's why you got to stop drinking that Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew, man. <laughs> All right. The detectives were grilling her. Finally, after a few hours, she broke down. This is what she said. I'll say, I'll tell you everything you want to know, but you have to make me one promise. Now, she is crying and breaking down. She has no teeth. She's just looking like total dirt. The Grim Reaper. They're like, yeah, whatever you need. Like, just whatever you need. I ain't going to jail. 
she said, okay, the one promise I want you to make is my father is outside in the, because the father, the old man that brought her in right, right, right. in his Mercedes, he's in the parking lot. Don't let him ever see me again. And they're like, oh. okay, like, all right, continue. Okay. Now she's free to talk. Go on. She says this. My name is Elizabeth Fritzel. My father, the, the old man that brought her in, is Joseph Fritzel. He began raping me when I was 11 years old. Mm, her father? Yeah. Ugh. Then on August 28th, 1984. Now, this is 2008 when she's saying this. So then on August 28th. So she was 24. 1984. No, she was 11. No, in or, or, 2008, she was 24. No, she's 42 years old now. Her daughter is 19. She's 42 years old. The, this woman, the, the mother of Kirsten. Oh, oh, oh sorry. The, I got confused. Uh, I, I assume. No, Kirsten is in a coma. No, no, she's no. about to die. You're right. I just, I just, um, I did the math wrong because I just think. That yeah, this I, is a 42 year old woman. Got it. So sorry. she says, let me start over. 24 years ago. Got it. Okay. She said, 80, yeah. She says, okay, my name is Elizabeth Fritzel. My father, Joseph, has been raping me since I was 11 years old. Then on August 28th, 1984 24 years ago he drugged me and locked me inside a dungeon under the house since then he has beaten me mercilessly i have been a sex slave kirsten is one of the seven children <gasps> i have heard of this case <laughs> seven children that my own father had impregnated me with what the fuck kirsten was the first there's something on Netflix about this. She was also in the dungeon, which is why in a dungeon there's no light, right? That's, That's fucked up. Okay, so well, she's... Hold on, hold on. One child... She, she goes on. Now, this is a whole thing. One child was dead after three days due to medical neglect. My father locked me in a dungeon and never get out. He threw the baby in the incinerator. Oh, no. Why would you do that? <laughs> so... What the fuck? <laughs> so, so, so Kirsten was her father. So Kirsten's grandfather was also her father. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So she looked like I that just, because hold on. She we'll product, get to it. She was a product of incest. We'll yes. get to it. She just confessed a bombshell that if you've heard of this case, keep in mind it's from Little Austria. Okay. Which, if you've heard of an Australia uh, Austrian case, then it. It's a big story. Big news. So apparently she just told the detective that she's been living underground as her father's sex slave who's been raping her and getting her pregnant and having the children, his quote, second family, living underground. Oh. The the main thing I want to uh get to at the very end, which I'm gonna answer, is did Kirsten survive her ordeal? Did the I don't even know what she is. The, the granddaughter, Mm-mm, daughter, or, or daughter, whatever. Yeah, daughter, daughter. and da- yeah, daughter. Oh. Because the the man, if yeah. it's true, the man impregnated his daughter, and then Kirsten is the old, eldest child. Yeah. So no, it, she did not survive. All right, that's my statement. She has been in the dungeon, Kirsten, in the coma right now for nineteen years. What? So 
it really wasn't a cult that she ran off and joined. So that's that was his story that he made yeah, up. Yeah, is no, there's no cult. He made she has up been living under his house for 24 years. So did he? So when this whole like the doctors are puzzled by Kirsten, and they ask, they publicize like I need some help to figure out what the fuck's going on here. I'm assuming then the father slash grandfather said like okay it's okay for you to come out and and talk yeah but you had to promise me he was otherwise afraid he would be investigated perhaps yeah so it was it was this you come out but you stick to the script that you were in a cult and you don't say anything else and then you just give them what they need to know about medical stuff and then you get back in the dungeon and she agreed I believe that there is something on Netflix about this, and I haven't watched it. This but is I, I this be- is actually more common than you think. You know, I <laughs> this actually, dungeon shit. I'm surprised because yeah. I have not heard this story, but you have. Usually, it's the opposite. I right remember now. like maybe even starting to watch it five minutes and being like, "Oh God, no!" and turning it off. <laughs> or after our true crime ban, it may have been during, and it may have been because it was true crime, and I was like, "It's true crime. You can't watch that." It could have been that. Yeah. But I, I do remember the name like Fritz or something, something or other. It reminds me of Miss Frizzle from the Magic yeah. School Bus, yes. which was an amazing show. I used to play the computer game. That was good. I do. I love the one when they go inside the human body. Yeah, and they mm-hmm. get all small. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I used to have Rugrats, a, crush, a crush on her. Rugrats also has an episode mm-hmm. where they go inside the human body and they say that babies are made from watermelon seeds. Remember yeah, that? Yeah, I do remember that. So this is uh, exactly where we're going tonight. I'll put all the photos on talkmore.com. It looks like a nice little town. Yeah, it does. Yeah, let me show you the dungeon right quick. Because it, it turns out that this old man actually did everything that he was accused of. Oh. And the dungeon is quite, I don't want to say impressive, but it something. is impressive. It was something. This is the one, the initial room that she was locked in. Because at, at first it was just one room. Oh. So you see she was tied up here and for months she was tied up. At least she was near a bathroom. I mean, I'm not trying to... Be... That was all she could do is walk to the bathroom. Well, but I'm this not was to... the this was the only part of the dungeon at first. And then he made his daughter, which we'll get to, dig the rest of the dungeon with her bare hands. What? And that took 10 years to do. This is the outline of the complete dungeon. So you see bedroom two. Now remember, there were three kids also in this dungeon. Now he had seven. One was miscarried. So where's the other three? Dad? They're upstairs. They're living upstairs? Yeah. Are they boys? I'm not, I'll, I'll get to that in a minute, but he's got a family upstairs and a family down, a subterranean family, and they don't know about each other. What? And, <laughs> yeah, fucking crazy. <laughs> All right, so I'll put this photo on talkmar.com. That this looks is, like the size of a whole house. Like, that looks like, you know, when you think about a living area, like, like when you think about housing plans, it's like, here's the bedroom, here's the bathroom, here's master bedroom with bathroom, here's the closet, here's the living area. <sighs> That's like a whole plan. That's crazy. Yeah. So this is, you know, the initial room and then all this was dug out. There's a bedroom one here, a bedroom two, uh, the living area, workshop, utility room. Can I just make a comment? Ceiling no higher than five foot six inches. Yeah. Wow. And, and I'll, That I'll, means they'd have to like crawl around. Yeah. And I'll get to that. In fact, one of the kids was five nine and he's permanently crippled because he couldn't <gasps> ever stand up straight. Oh, man. Yeah. That's a good point. 
the padded room, which we're going to talk about, that was the rape room. <gasps> oh, no. There's, there's still no available photos of that because they don't want to put that out. But Ugh. initially, as we're going to talk about, he was raping his daughter in front of his kids. Oh, my God. That's terrible. And then the he decided thing... to build the rape room, which was uh, padded. That's That kind of reminds me of, like, you know, in movies where you see the padded jail cells that they're like they put the psychiatric yep. ward in that kind of reminds me of that i have a question for you guys and mm-hmm. i'm not going to try to get us off track but i do wonder what you think what do you think is worse torture like something like this where you're forced to dig your dungeon with your own hands and live and be raped or just murder what's the worst crime well if you ask Elizabeth Fritzel, who was underground for 24 years, she, she the only she wanted to be exterminated, but as a mother, her main priority was her children. So right, but fuck, I'd rather be murdered, man. Serious, living in a dungeon, digging yeah. out shit, being raped. So let, let's look at the guy oh, right quick. I think so. You don't really think about it that often when you think about crimes like that. But I think that torture may be the worst crime because you're prolonging the punishment. Yeah. Although you're taking life away, which is a capital. That's that's terrible, terrible, terrible. But I mean, like it you're makes making it worse. Life miserable for that person. So is he married? So was he like still? That's well, his original on. wife. Hold on. So what you're looking at now is Joseph Fritzel, J O S E F Fritzel, and his wife Rose Marie. Now Rose Marie was the upstairs wife, and from all accounts, the detectives ruled her out as a suspect. Everyone else has ruled her out as a as an accomplice. But she knew what was going on. The common belief was nobody upstairs, even the eight tenants that were living in the apartment, had no idea that there was a subterranean dungeon where the family living in Was she the mother of... She was his first wife and the mother of seven children on her own. Mm -hmm. So she, Rosemary, seven children with Joseph Fritzel. Mm -hmm. The subterranean, one of those children, Elizabeth, the daughter is in the subterranean dungeon also delivered seven babies one one died well actually one was miscarried and the other one died uh within a few days okay. right but he was but his the one who was subterranean was the daughter of her correct they, yes. yeah yeah that yes. yeah that's her daughter yeah so yeah. so she thought yeah, that we'll, she we'll ran get, away. let's get into it let's get into it y'all ask too much questions Sorry. all it's right fascinating let's talk about what well this is this is a photo of what both look like. This is Elizabeth Fritzel and what her father looked like. He bef- looks like an angry Alec Baldwin. Right before he threw her in the dungeon. That is what she looked like. This is another photo of her uh, right here. And there's still no photos available. I did find two that may be her. But uh, the sources were not in English, and as you can see, they are blocked out. But this may be her, the blonde being the mother Elizabeth and her daughter Kirsten walking. But I, I cannot prove that or not. I'll put those on talkmore.com, and that's the only sources I found that could be her. And as you see, even now, no one has seen her face. You, you cannot see her face anywhere. For instance, a nurse had took a picture from his cell phone, and it's 2008, and tried to sell it to 
one of the newspapers for $500,000. And it wasn't even like of her. It was just a side shot of her face. And he was arrested. So there were no, there's no photos available of them. Mm-hmm. Now, as we'll get to, there's photos of his other kids because he had kids living upstairs. And they're, you know, and this guy was rich. So they're living the high life upstairs not knowing that their sister is downstairs in this dungeon. So this is the house you see. This is kind of what we uh, just showed you, but uh, you see where the dungeon is? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's pretty elaborate, and that's a pretty large house, and there were eight tenants living there paying rent to. Mm. And and nobody knew. The eight tenants didn't know, and and everything else. So, But anyway, let's talk about this guy, Joseph Fritzel. Fritzel. Joseph Fritzel, he was born April 9th, 1935. So he was alive during the times of Hitler. Uh-huh. Was he a Hitler sympathizer? Or part of Hitler Youth, perhaps? He was a part of Hitler Youth. There you go. This is his mug. I mean, right so it was Pope John Paul II. Or was it Pope Benedict? How about this However, guy? I'm pretty sure that their life outcomes were very different. How about this guy? He, he, he looks crazy. Is he your type, Jen? No. All right, so Joseph Fritzl was born on April 9th, 1935. He grew up in the Nazi regime. As I said previously, Hitler did take over Austria, which they wanted, the citizens wanted. He became an honorary citizen, and he was actually born in Austria. Mm. Well, actually, March 13th, 1938 is when Austria invited Hitler to occupy uh, their country. So what I'm trying to say is that aged well for them. Yeah. Th- he, Joseph Fritzl was used to seeing the war and Austria was a, a significant uh, strategic point of world war two. And I'm not an expert, but anyway, let's, he was used to seeing the stormtroopers coming in and out and the SS officers and, and everyone, Boots Did you say stormtroopers? Yeah. What? <laughs> Is that Star, Star Wars? Wars. <laughs> the stormtroopers. That's from Star Wars. This, yeah. Oh my God, you guys are. You guys. Do you, they also call them stormtroopers? The and... Nazi stormtroopers. Oh. Yes. That's the thing. How do you not know? You read like seven books on fucking Hitler. <laughs> I've never heard them called that before. I've only heard that in Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, the stormtroopers. That is like the infantry. The Nazi stormtroopers from Imperial Germany were specialist soldiers of the German army in World War I. Joseph Fritzl's father was a stormtrooper. Oh. Something I can't pronounce. Were trained to use infiltration tactics, part of Germans' improved method of attack on enemy trenches. So they storm the front lines. Men trained in these methods were known in Germany as Sturmann. Formed into companies of Sturkelben. So they were the special forces type of people. Mm. That's the stormtroopers. He was used to seeing not only the stormtroopers, but the Nazi SS officers boots on ground. And in fact, Austria was bombed by the RAF. Is that RAF? Royal Air Force. Royal Air Force. The UK, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. They were bombed by, by... the uh, by England and then he was in that bombing he actually had to evacuate with his mother Hmm. now let me talk a little bit about his mother Maria a devout Roman Catholic 
the father, a poor laborer, worthless guy. Eventually, he joins the stormtroopers, but that's after the wife Maria kicks him out. Now, the reason I think this is this is a, a calls to uh, stop here and talk about the mother was the disciplinarian to a whole nother level, and the father was a pushover. And this, if you listen to my my ghoul podcast, Ed Gein also fit this exact scenario. And I can't remember his name, but there's a psychiatrist. I think his name is Arietti or something. He developed a theory that if your mother is overbearing, often with uh, religious fervor, and your father is a pushover, and to your and your mother berates him and kicks him out the house and you know mm-hmm. so opposite of what would be usual for right. us today, then you could possibly develop signs of schizophrenia. Interesting. So he could have had schizophrenic disorder from the, I don't know how this psychiatrist got to that, but I remember Ed Gein was in the same boat yeah. of that of domineering mother. And a worthless pushover father. And that is the same boat here. I just wanted to uh, stop and uh, bring that up. At this time, Maria, actually, when Joseph was still a child, three years old, Maria, the the mother, threw him out. You're worthless. Get the fuck out of here. You're just at three. At three years old. GTFO. Joseph, though, considered his father a loser. That was his own words. A quote, loser. Interesting. He idolized his mother, just like Ed Gein did. And he hated his father. And as I said, his father became a stormtrooper and died short a short time later. But no information about that is available. He, he didn't die in the war effort? No, he he died as a stormtrooper, yeah, in the war effort. But we don't know where. I mean, they, they lost contact with him. Got it. Then, at an early age, before he was seven years old, Joseph joins the... Hitler Youth. Hitler Youth. Hitler Youth which, what is that? Can you tell us about that? Nazi juniors. Nazi juniors. Boy it, Scouts for Nazis. It's interesting that he... <laughs> Something like that. It's interesting with his father being a stormtrooper that he didn't have more adoration for his father. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. I don't think he knew... Really good point. No, it's a really good point. I don't think he knew that his father was in the war because when he got kicked out. Everybody he was, was in the no, freaking I, no, war. No, I get it, but like... All right, so the mother... But stormtroopers would be like SF or something to... Mm. to uh, but so he he gets kicked out. The father gets kicked out by the mother. And I highly doubt the mother's like, hey, guess what your father's doing? He's doing all this courageous mm-hmm. stuff. You know, he probably didn't know that his father was a stormtrooper until, you know, whenever he learned that. Right. You know if what I'm saying? He learned it, yeah. Because he was kicked out of the house as a poor laborer. So and a loser to him. So I doubt he even knew. But he did join the Hitler youth, which was... um like Nicole said, a Boy Scouts for Hitler. The mother then started beating him. And this is from his future sister-in-law. The quote, beating him until he was black and blue almost every day. If you want to read this, this is a quote from him. We're going to be reading several of his quotes. She used to beat me. She hit me until I was lying in a pool of blood on the floor. It left me feeling totally humiliated and weak. I never had a kiss from her. She kept insulting me and told me I was Satan, a criminal, a no good. All right. So I need to stop right now and say that the book that I read for this story and that Nicole's reading from tonight is called Secrets in the Cellar by John Glatt. Glatt, Glatt, Glatt. No. 
Okay, never mind. <laughs> Shit, stupid. All right, so the family, now I'm not talking about the father, I'm talking about the mother and Joseph. They were poor and starving. But Joseph used to see SS troops walking around, and he that's what he looked up to. And then the bombing started, as we talked about, the, the RAF was bombing Austria because Austria had some of the death camps. I, I don't think they were death camps, but um, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right. Uh, M A U E R clinic, Mayer Mauer clinic, Mauer. was a was a hospital to treat quote unworthy lives end quote, and wow. they would treat them by uh, euthanasia. How and you, they were Jewish people. How do you determine who is worthy and who is not? They they looked at their records Race. and see if they had any Jewish. Uh, uh, background well that is just maddening but you know we live in 2021 not in the 40s so if you want to read this, this is from the book later there would be much speculation that maria fritzel had sexually molested her young son over this turbulent period as bombs were falling over amstetten perhaps he had felt trapped and disempowered as his controlling mother crossed the boundaries into incest man that's that's terrible Ugh. now so <laughs> But I mean, if you're if you're abused as a child, I mean, you're Isn't it and much you're not more likely that you'll abuse. I don't know what the statistic is, but common sense would say that that's the model that you're you know, if you're not told that it's wrong and your mother is doing that to you, that you would you would be more likely to Repeat do the it. same yeah. to your children. <sighs> he claims that his mother never raped him, but he also claims a lot of other shit that is clearly false. Uh-huh. For instance, and I'm skipping forward here, but in 2008, he denied having sex with Elizabeth when she was 11 because, quote, I am not a man that has sex with little children. I only had sex with her later, much later. Can I cut it real quick? <laughs> I mean, what? He, he, he's he, like changing <laughs> what he thinks his standards yeah, are. Well, because he's going to prison well, and he didn't want to be a pedophile. I mean, not just that. <laughs> but, but he's also a liar. His... W- most the most population believe his mother sexually uh, molested him and uh, raped him. Well, that would make sense, but I mean, for someone who's a, who's a victim of assault like that, especially as a young child, maybe especially as a male being assaulted by a female, you know, doesn't necessarily define what happened as rape. You know, maybe he doesn't know what that definite. And I'm not defending his actions. By far, I'm just saying when he's saying that, that maybe he doesn't, my mom never raped me. Like maybe he, maybe that was just the expectation. So he didn't think that it was rape because he didn't feel like he was being forced into it. Interesting. I mean, I don't, I, I mean, clearly it was rape. Any type of sexual assault is, is terrible. Well, here's, here's the thing. And was you got to remember the father's out of the house. Right. He looked, he idolizes his mother. Not only that, this rape that's going on between his mother and himself is happening in a bunker as bombs are flying over and exploding all around him. Not only that, but maybe since he idolized his mother, he was willing to do anything to please his mother because the family dynamics was off because there was no father in the house. We don't really know. I mean, maybe he didn't feel like it was right because he was kind of not i mean you're not old enough to consent when you're a child but like maybe he didn't feel like he was being forced into it maybe like i said he felt like it was just like the expectation did he have any siblings 
Uh, no, he was the only child. That's a good point. Now, he was a loner in school, a loner, but he was extremely handsome. And I know I showed you the old photo, but his he young did photo. Not look no, here, let me show you. From all accounts, he was a fine looking Austrian boy. So you can see he he is a, a pretty good looking kid. Not bad looking. Mm-hmm. Not like a John Perry, but more like a Matt Perry, my brother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's a pretty look good looking kid, right? Yeah. Yeah. He so, almost looks like a young Joe Biden. Have you seen that picture of Joe Biden? I didn't know Mm-mm. Joe Biden was ever young. <laughs> I thought he was always decrepit. Always super old. <laughs> there were pictures that came out of him Falling when he was down in the, the service. Stairs. Yeah, so this is him, Joseph. I mean, good-looking guy. At that time. At that time, yeah. But when he was in, in shape his and young twenties. But he and this is important. He was a loner, but he had a lot. He had a lot of sex with girls. A, a girl, he had a lot of girlfriends. So not ones that were. And you'll see incestuous. His libido is on overdrive, especially when he. Gross. When uh, he figured out what Viagra was, oh, oh. But, that was uh, a thing back then. Oh yeah, Viagra came out probably in the early two thousands. I don't know, late nineties. Well, but, I knew in the yeah back then, but I didn't. I, what I meant like back then, back then, I didn't well, mean no, like in the nineties. So oh, back oh, then, was, he was. I mean, I'm talking about at sixty years old. He he still had a very strong, an abnormally strong libido. At sixty, I don't know if sixty year old people have sex. Isn't but, that where it peaks for men? I'll let you know in twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> 20 years. 25 years. Have you seen yeah. the strip club? 26 years. I often find out the hard way that all IPAs are not created equal. Some are hot bombs that forget about flavor. Others only taste good if you drink them with a heavy meal. Fortunately, Founders Brewing Company has found a way to enjoy an IPA anytime and at any occasion with their all-day IPA. You can taste the hops, of course, but it's the complex array of malts and grains that make all-day IPA a beer that will grab your attention. Whether you're relaxing after a long day at work or hanging outside with your friends, All Day IPA will become one of your favorites. It's one reason why Founders is in the top 10 of the nation's craft breweries and a staple in my fridge. When you taste All Day IPA, you'll understand how they got there. Look for Founders in your favorite beer store or check out their full line of beer and now hard seltzers too at foundersbrewing.com. Founders Brewing Company. Born and brewed in Michigan since 1997. You didn't. Uh, yep. I thought you learned your lesson. I guess not. Dad, the vultures are back. Okay, kids, you know the drill. Windows up. Gone too far looking for a good deal on gas? Try Price Match, only from BP Me Rewards at participating BP and Amico stations. Learn more at bp.com slash best price. There are so many reasons not to skip breakfast. So many savory, mouth-watering, tasty, delicious beyond all belief reasons. Actually, that last one was pretty convincing. Stop by for a McDonald's breakfast. Mix and match a sausage biscuit, sausage McMuffin, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Any two for just two bucks. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. So he was a loner, like I said, but extremely handsome, had a lot of girlfriends. Now he actually figured out, and everyone knows this, since he was a loner, he started reading books. And he figured out, like a light bulb, that he was extremely intelligent. And he is. He is considered a genius. Hmm. A 
And and you'll see. Interesting. I mean, number one, look at the cellar he built. Holy shit! Well, his dad is built. Well, no, most of the planning, as you'll see, the the rudimentary ventilation, the the sewage, the seven uh, large doors weighing one one door itself was weighing six hundred sixty pounds. It has a key code access on it, soundproof everywhere. I mean, it, he was a genius to build that, and to have nobody even know. He's a smart guy. Yeah. And no one's ever questioned that. But he started devouring books. Like Nicole, she devours books. It takes me like three weeks to read one. <laughs> it takes me longer. You than read that. a book a week for yeah, this. Yeah, I do. So he was at Amstetten Secondary Sports School and he was an excellent student. Excellent. His, no. his grades were excellent. Uh, perfect student. And this is going to, he was a disciplinarian when he gets big, but. During the time Hitler's walking around, you, you're going to act right. Everyone's dress right dress. Everyone's going to do the right thing. We're trying to take over the world. That is his mindset. Every perfect marks in every grade. He figures out he's intelligent. He decides when he gets old enough to go into the electrical engineering field. He takes a job in Linz, L-I-N-Z, and he moves there with his mother. Now, from his own words, he claims that he locked his mother in the attic and bricked up the walls till the sun doesn't shine. That's what he says. And there's no proof of that he did that. But He's saying he essentially buried her alive? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He worked at a company called Voest, V-O-E-S-T, which is a Herman Goring, uh, Goring company, which was the financier, right? Was he the financier? Goring? He was he, the he SS was the, for sure. No, wasn't he the guy with the glasses that did yeah. the, the books, the uh, yeah. accounting, the accounting? Yeah. So what's crazy about this, this company, that B-O-E-S-T was started by Goering. Hmm. I think Goering's the one that killed himself too, pretty sure. There were a lot of guys on Hitler's team that killed themselves. Mm-hmm. But he was, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, he was the accountant. Anyway... What I'm trying to say is that company is still fucking there today. The the company that he's the, the fucking Nazi SS officer started is still there. Fucking nuts. People still work there. Wow. Fucking crazy. Well, they have a climate <laughs> protection strategy. <laughs> That's a positive. It's a fucking Nazi company. Still in existence. It's fucking nuts. So I, it was Mercedes Benz and Hugo Boss. Yeah, so. I guess. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. And Ford. Ford was a Nazi supporter. Mm-hmm. Henry Ford was a Nazi supporter? Yeah. yeah. Well, I, no, he was more of, I just hate Jews. <laughs> I didn't know that. So was Walt Disney. Well, I knew about Walt Disney. <laughs> Everyone knows that. I mean, but they still, like, pour into Disney Hugo World. Boss designed the uniforms for, for the Nazis. Really? Yeah. Oh. Now he's 20-something years old. He is... Moving up in the company at an exponential rate because Mm -hmm. of his genius IQ. He then becomes what the book calls a, quote, dandy, like on American Horror Story. Yes, dandy. dandy. Well-trimmed, nice suits, nice shoes, nice haircut. And remember when he was an old man, he's driving the very expensive Mercedes Benz. But around his 20s, he also started exposing his bare penis and butt mostly his penis, to passerbys. Oh, 
Oh. So okay. he's a flasher. And, fl- and Well, actually, they call it an exhibitionist. Yes. I didn't know that. I was like, man, I want to be an exhibitionist because it seems like an entrepreneur. <laughs> no. no, you don't. No. I got no. a lot of exhibitions. You know what? You know what? They, that's like the guy in trench coats. That's like, you want to buy a watch? Right. Exactly. <laughs> buy a watch. Uh, so he's an exhibition. Wasn't Pee Wee Herman... Did no, he, he just go- wanked it in a... He wanked it in an adult movie. Isn't that what you're supposed to do? No. I don't think you're allowed to do that anywhere. What? You go and see a porno and you just sit there and like, oh man, I wish I could touch it, but I can't. Because- yeah, you're not supposed to touch yourself. What the fuck? It's in public. <laughs> That's indecent exposure. It's a porno. Oh yeah, but Still you're supposed, supposed to take to responsibility and save it till you get home. <laughs> Which is why they did straight to DVD and online porno. So you don't Brought have to... to you by Pornhub. Uh, well, Pee Wee is still kicking it. I actually went to his website the other day because I was trying to register PeeWee.com, but he's got it, obviously. He still tours and stuff. I would never let my child go- watch anything Pee Wee Herman. It's fucking creepy. <laughs> fucking creepy, dude. <laughs> you know who I, liked, uh, who, who I liked better that we used to watch is Ernest. Remember Ernest? I goes did like Ernest. To the Ernest goes to Ernest. I don't remember those movies. I don't think I ever saw Ernest, them. Ernest steals Christmas. I, yeah. I remember that. And I remember Ernest. wanting to watch it, but my parents were like, mm, no. I liked him. Yeah. Ernest gets a job and fits in with society. Anyway, he was a 20 years old exhibitionist, started his exposing himself. He would ride his bicycle through lens. He would sneak around in bushes and expose his penis to women. In 1956, he meets his future wife, who you saw on the screen. Her name was Rose Marie. How'd they meet? Did he jump in front of her in a park? I, I'm not sure how they met, but he was instantly attracted to her because he says she was dumb well, and that's not easily nice. controlled. This woman would bear him seven children. Around the time of the first child is when Fritzel was arrested for attempted rape and exhibitionism. Then he started after that to resent his wife after a year. And and you'll see Sounds about right. every time his wife gets pregnant, he would go and, and rape other women and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like he got in trouble with a lot of that stuff. But I want to point out the exact day when he threw his daughter Elizabeth into the dungeon is the same day that he stopped having sex altogether with his Upstairs wife, Rosemary. He starts to resent his wife after a year. He goes to Ghana to work in uh, work in the Mission? electrical engineering stuffs or whatever huh. he's doing, electrical engineering. And this is what he says. I had various short flings with women in Ghana. He would later boast, nothing serious. I was worried about sexually transmitted diseases. I always chose nice girls, no prostitutes, for that reason. Well, how many kids do you think he really has? Mm. Uh, I don't know. Good point. A lot of them are still around today. I mean, all of them are, I guess. Rosemary, eventually, through their lives, she gives birth to his fourth child, which is Elizabeth, which he called Lizelle. That was her pet name. And as a toddler... He started lusting over her, wanting to think about having sex with her, thinking about how to lock her up. Kind of kind of creepy. Um, Very. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, th- and this is a quote from when he throws her in the dungeon. And then this is from the book. 
a quote from the book when he throws her in the dungeon. But you remember as a child, he started lusting over her. And I thought this was interesting. I just don't understand how like people can think about their children in that way. I ain't either. I, I just, I just, I mean, I guess, you know. Well, so this is kind of the, the weird thing about this. He wanted a, a family. And as Rose uh, Marie was getting older, she wasn't, you know, the, the proper wife that he wanted anymore. So he was already looking for a second wife. And that's when his daughter came out. And then he was like, well, she could potentially be my second wife. Okay, so he crazy. thought because, like, she was already in the family that he wouldn't have to, like, go through the motions and get remarried again. So he would just fuck his daughter. Like, I, I think that's okay. Like, that's not okay. Well, he's also a Nazi, so. Yeah, that's not okay either. <laughs> like, nothing about that is okay. And like a proud collector of rare exotic butterflies, Fritzl dreamed of one day mounting his ultimate specimen in a glass case, or no one but him could enjoy her rare beauty. Ugh, gross. Gross. You are oh, not- you, you're, you're already like gross. Dude, this story is it doesn't get any better. It gets really bad. Oh, well, I don't care. <laughs> I already think he's gross, so that's not going to change. I'm just already mad at it. So who you're looking at now is, I showed you this before. This is Elizabeth, just so you know. He thought she was the most beautiful thing ever as a toddler. And he started to imagine having her all to his own. All right. So in the summer of 1967, on September 4th, he attempted to drag a woman into the woods. The woman remained silent for 40 years. Then on October 6th, he broke into a newlyweds home, a nurse when she was sleeping, her her husband, they had just got married, was on the night shift. He also worked in the medical field. She was off work that day, sleeping. He sneaks into her home with a knife, and then she came forward and said, "He'll never, she'll never forget those eyes if you want to read this. I felt the bedclothes being pulled back, the woman would tell an Austrian newspaper in 2008, still too traumatized to give her real name. At first, I thought it was my husband coming, but then I felt his knife being pushed against my throat. He pushed it against my neck and said, if you scream, I will kill you. Then he raped me. I will never forget those eyes. Mm. So he was actually in prison for 18 months for this rape. Oh, wow. He was fired from Voest, Mm -hmm. the Nazi company. Kind of crazy, isn't it? But he was hired. They actually knew he was a sexual predator and they hired him anyway for a construction company called Zinther Bostovhandel. Oh, that was actually pretty good. Yeah, good job. He was a concrete tech specialist, which is crazy because his dungeon is built of concrete and the best poured concrete ever. Hmm. Expertly poured. You can't even hear anything out of there. Well, there you go. This makes me really want to reinforce my dungeon a little bit. Hmm. Now, he was a genius at his job and he jumped up the ranks quickly. Now, I want to say real quick, the... 18 months in prison in Austrian law, your record is completely expunged after 15 years, which when he goes to adopt his daughter's, his cult daughter's children, a.k.a. his own fucking children and adopt them, they they didn't see that he was priorly 
a sex offender because it had already dropped off his record. And that was one of the big things with this case. Wait, wait, but... I mean, you can't some- foster someone if you're a sex offender. Of course not. But like, why is that something that dropped off his record? That should always stay on well, your record. I, I don't know about America. Does it? If you're a sex offender? I, yeah, I don't know. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Well, well in Austria, in Austria, it's 15 years. It drops off. The fuck? Like, I think they changed that since this case, actually, because that was a big concern. Wow. I didn't look it up here. I don't know when it is. Obviously, I don't need to know. But no. I don't think it ever does. No. I don't think so. I thought it was like seven years. Is that just for driving? I That's don't for driving. know. Yeah, I think, yeah. There's offenses. certain things that get cleared off your record, but. Oh, I, maybe not felonies. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know how it works. I don't know, but, but if you're if you're a sex offender, especially one for, of this nature, that should not come off okay, of your record. Okay, that's a good point, because in 15 years it did, and that I believe that was changed since this story. That was a huge, huge problem that was embarrassing for Austria at the time. Yeah, I'd say so. Because they let this guy adopt and foster children that were his own fucking children, it turns out. (laughs) And as we'll talk about, get paid from uh, the state to do it. Oh, okay. I was going to say, so... also piss you off. Well, that does piss me off. I was going to ask, like, why he even went through the process of going to say that he was adopting them. Was it to hide the fact that he was the father? (laughs) No, so he can get paid. No money. He's an entrepreneur. I've thought about fostering kids. Like if I get to maybe like 45 without having my own kid, you know. I like it. If I'm financially stable, then, you know. I think that's a great idea. He quickly got promotions at this new company, although the entire town looked down on him. And he was young then because of the rape incident. And But eventually that falls off and everyone doesn't know about it. He buys a Mercedes and his suits and becomes all dandy. He then starts visiting brothels in Lower Austria. Remember, he's got a wife and four kids at this time at home. He's going to brothels in Lower Austria so no one sees him. And the prostitutes came forward in 2008 that were that he was a you know clientele of. Many of them refused to even take him on as a client, which is unheard of apparently in Austria. <laughs> Because they do some crazy shit. Mm. But he was too extreme. He would make the prostitutes, and he would pay, I think it was like $220 an hour, even back then, make them play as corpses and sometimes smear his and their feces on themselves. Oh, no. And Uh -uh. that (laughs) No, you cannot pay me enough for poop play. Absolutely. And that was only only some of the stuff that wasn't censored what he wanted to do. Like, I accidentally got dog poop on my hand today from one of the dogs, and I was like, this is disgusting. Like, uh, and that's dog poop. Like, no, 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 no. Poop play is out of the question. For any future suitors, poop play is totally off the table all right. play pee play none of that is okay with me like no i don't uh, no no two no. girls one cup nope Mm-mm. two girls no <laughs> one cup no no absolutely fucking not no that no uh, the only way he can orgasm as you'll see is if the person he's having sex with or raping in most cases was extremely close to death and that reminds me of andrew cunanan if you want to read this, this is from the book. This is, uh, we're moving on to his disciplinarian side. So this story is mostly based on his upbringing, you know, obviously. He behaved like a drill instructor with his children. 
said his sister-in-law they had to stop whatever they were doing and stand still when he would enter the room, even if they were in the middle of some game. You could sense their constant fear of punishment. Now, these are his kids living upstairs. 1972, Rosemary becomes pregnant for the seventh and final time. And in 1973, he he's an entrepreneur by this point. He's buying hotels and stuff. He buys a campsite on Monsey Lake, which I don't know if y'all have ever seen. It's a famous church scene from the blank of blank. The Sound of Music. There you go. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the hills are alive. Yeah. So that is the area. I love the sound so of music. Long. You do? I didn't yeah. know that. So long. I was farewell. like, I viewed it. So that's, that's where it's I was filmed. very old when I first saw it. I was like, 50, very old. 50, I mean, I was like 15 when I first <laughs> saw, saw it for the first like, time. You are 16, going on 17. All right. So he buys his campsite, and it's mostly to to ship his wife Rosemarie there to so she can look after it while he is getting tenants in his new apartment. She started gaining weight, and he stopped having anything to do with her. No sex whatsoever after the seventh child. He started looking for a new wife, and lo and behold, he's got one. His daughter. His daughter. (laughs) Now, let's talk a little bit about this. And this is kind of where it gets kind of crazy. Now, It hasn't gotten crazy yet. (laughs) Let's just clarify. When Elizabeth turned 11, she was first raped by her father. Mm. She was too traumatized to tell anyone. The mother also didn't know. And Bullshit. nobody, well, no, I, I believe it. She didn't because know that they, they were, were in a dungeon? They, not, not only the mother, but the three kids, no, the seven kids that, well, three that were living there at the time, and the, the other ones, and the eight tenants that were coming. They had no, no idea. Nobody knew. Nobody, even the wife. Now, now, this will make you happy. Elizabeth, after this whole reunion and with her real mother and all this stuff, everyone's going to be a happy family. Elizabeth is like, get the fuck out of my life to the mother because you should have left this asshole when he was berating uh, you in public and having sex with all these people and raping people, you should have done that. So I don't want to fucking talk to you anymore. You're not my mother. So after all this came out, she's out. But I don't think she. I don't think she knew. It, there's no way she knew. It wasn't like she was going along with it. Nobody knew. None of the tenants knew. And no, no, not just. And I, let me say, I say eight tenants. That was a revolving door because he had very strict rules. To live there. There were over a hundred tenants that had come and gone in that building. Just five feet below their feet, because they were on the bottom floor, five feet below was a family living in a dungeon, and they had no idea. Now, they would hear noises and, and stuff, and now they're like, oh, fuck, it does make sense. And sometimes they would see this asshole wheeling groceries out in a wheelbarrow to this cellar but they never they never put two and two together and in fact he was so well and i'll get to this he was so well loved in the community at this point he was an entrepreneur he was providing jobs he was he was putting into the economy the he was on the mayor's call list not i mean he was a loved citizen and not only that you know you know why he was most loved why because he was such a good guy that he and his wife, Rose Marie, took in 
their daughter's children after she ran and joined a cult and just dumped her children off at his doorstep. And they dumped her children. How fucked up is that? How fucked up is that? Everyone hates fucking Elizabeth before they knew she was in a dungeon. They were like, this fucking slut. She's in his cult. She's getting pregnant. She's dropping her poor fucking father. And, and oh my God, you guys are saints. They were calling them saints. They actually had an honorary day for this guy. The mayor was there. It was a whole big shenanigan. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they love this guy. <laughs> so, so it's interesting. So now I feel like I'm now my my questions are coming full circle to <laughs> Kirsten. So I'm sorry if you're not ready to go there back there yet. But it's I find it really interesting that he for whatever was going on with Kirsten, he felt so compelled he needed to take her to the hospital instead of just letting her die. I'll get to that, but. Elizabeth, no, number one, she promised, because that's her daughter, that she would come back to the dungeon. Not only that, the, the main reason is because everything he does is for his own good. Kirsten, remember she was having those fits? She actually was ripping her hair out, which he was okay with. Yeah, you do that in a dungeon. But then she took her shirt, ripped up her shirt, and started clogging the toilet which would flood not only the dungeon, but the entire apartment, which would bring people down to obviously be like, what the fuck? Mm. You know, that. so he had no choice. If Kirsten, and I, I believe, if you think everything happens for a reason, I think that it's, I don't know, but Kirsten had these fits, and that is the day they got out. Because he had no choice. The thing, the dungeon would flood. The, the water would seep up in all the apartments. It would be a whole mess. He knew that, you know. And then what, you know, what are these bodies here? Like, what's that about kind of thing? I mean, this guy is so fucked up, so fucked up that when he is finally interviewed by detectives, he says, some, I'll, I'll tell you the quote in a little bit, but something to the effect of, well, I could have just killed them. Wow. So, I mean, <laughs> I mean, what the fuck? What this the guy? Fuck? He's a yes. fucking Nazi. That's why he started with the Nazi yeah. shit. Yes, he was. <laughs> well, I mean, like, yeah, you could have killed them, and then you'd have a body count. So instead, you're just gonna like fucking torture them and make their life a living hell, like, because uh-huh. that's not illegal. <sighs> All right. I know we watched this movie together, but did you see the movie Room? Mm-mm. I wanted to watch With, it. Um, that's that's got to be based on this, right? Because the son, the son was actually born. I think that was in on its in, own, based on a true story. Well, the son was born in the dungeon. Yeah, which is you know three kids here as we're going to talk about were born in a dungeon. They've never seen the sunlight, or you know when they were finally out of the dungeon, driving to the hospital. Number one, driving in a car because they've seen it on Hollywood and movies, but they've never seen sunlight. They've had to wear protective shades for months mm. to get used to the sunlight. They would look out the window, the two kids that were really close to each other, the brothers, they would look out the window and see a raindrop and be like, what is that? Oh my God. What? Like everything. It was like they just came out of the womb. They've never seen anything. They've never seen natural sunlight. They've never seen trees. They've never seen plants. So when they were, and it was kind of nice to see when some, you know, in the book, when the detectives were taking them to the park, the, the kids, the two little boys 
you know, we're sitting at the park and, and just like looking at flowers and just so in awe. And, you know, I, I really hope one of them was six. Uh, the, the youngest was six. So he's got the best chance to survive, I think. Have a um, but they're life, all going to yeah. survive, obviously, uh, yeah, to have a normal life. So I definitely wish them the best. Luckily, luckily, I couldn't find any photos, and, th- and that means there's none available because you know they, they're all the entire family, and name change, yeah. location, yeah. Like protective yeah. custody. They're they're taken care of probably pretty well. <sighs> Let's move on. You got me off track. Here. Sorry. Now the rapes would happen. In the home when the mother wasn't there, in the car in his nice Mercedes, and in walks in the forest. And like I said, he said, I'm not a man that has sex with little children. I only had sex with her later, much later. But you threw her in a dungeon, mm-hmm. but you didn't have sex with her. Like just... Anyway, if you want to read this, this is some of his, uh, his uh, quotes here. And you can see how great of a guy this guy is. The pressure to do the forbidden thing was just too big to withstand. At some stage, somewhere in the night, I went into their cellar and laid her down on the bed and had sex with her. He said she did not resist his advances by scratching, biting, or beating, just making small whimpering noises as he had his way. I believe the small whimpering noises, but number one, everyone believes Elizabeth, not this asshole. He didn't lay her down on the bed. Number one, he started raping her before she was even in the dungeon, and... The bed was only after Elizabeth begged him to stop raping her in front of her own children. That is why they built the uh, the padded room, the sex room, which you can't even find a photo of. So let me talk about before the dungeon. When Elizabeth hit her teen years, she started acting out. And it was Joseph was a, a disciplinarian. Now, this is before the dungeon. You couldn't go anywhere, but she would sneak out, yada, yada, yada. I mean, obviously, she was traumatized. She's acting out, drinking, getting into drugs, stuff like that. And that is when Joseph decided that she does. he doesn't want her to go and be promiscuous. He wants to keep her all to himself. And he calls it his, quote, personal kingdom. The dungeon itself took six years to build. Now let's talk. Let's talk a little bit about the dungeon. You want to see a pictures again, or mm-hmm. okay? Are they pictures of the diagram? I mean, there there are a couple pictures here. I mean, there's a couple little pictures like uh, you know, like this. I mean, it's, there's a lot of rooms that uh, were not put to the public because of the uh, children's sake, right? And the privacy, like the rape room, for instance. Mm-hmm. I mean, how bad is that? They can't even put the rape room on here. You know, I mean. So really just terrible living it, yeah, conditions. Yeah, no, it's it's terrible and the it did have ventilation obviously cuz they they need oxygen, but the ventilation was so subpar that when detectives were in the dungeon, they had to stop every 10 minutes cuz you know, you need oxygen to even function. So what they have surmised and what Elizabeth and all of them have told them and agreed with the entire 24 years you couldn't do anything but lay down and sit down in the dungeon because you don't there's not enough oxygen in there you're constantly struggling for air for 24 years you don't have any air you feel like you're gonna die for 24 years so you can't do anything but lay down lay you just lay down it's fucking fucked up i don't know <laughs> the dungeon took six years to build and 
It didn't cost him anything because the Austrian government gave him a grant to build it. You want to know why? <laughs> I'm almost speechless <laughs> because of his fostering. To build a dungeon? <laughs> I don't know. No. Did like, he think that, that they think it was just going to be an addition to his house? No. They they signed off for a a nuclear bomb shelter to be built. Oh, God. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> I mean, what the fuck? They had planners come, sign off on it, gave him money, and in 1978... Cold War was still going on. In the 80s, it was still going on. Oh, yeah, you're right. So, okay, you're right. That's why they did that then. So they were allowing a lot of people to build their own bomb shelters in case citizens need them. I was thinking when Kennedy died, the Cold War ended, but no, I guess not. No, no, yeah, no. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down that wall. Well, I remember my mom telling me she used to have to do duck drills and stuff. Duck and cover. So the we co- had to Cold do a War tornado went, drill recently. The Cold War went until... 90. 90. With Clinton, right? Didn't he sign the arms treaties? No, it was Reagan. Reagan did that. Are you sure? The, uh-huh. the, the, yeah, because Bush ran in 92. Huh? The wall came down in 1990. Okay. Anyway, they stamped and approved the design on October 31st, 1978. Obviously, he left a lot of the plans out of the the you know the sheet. In the dungeon, there are eight locked doors. Eight to just get into the dungeon. Eight. They're all electronic key code in there. There's a crude ventilation and sewage system. 250 tons of dirt and reinforced concrete. So, all right. This takes years to build. So, his wife, yeah, they know there's a cellar down there. They know that he's down there all the time. Does that make sense? Like, Mm -hmm. they know this. I mean, how do they not know you build a fucking dungeon, takes six years. I mean, it's your backyard. They know all this stuff, but they just thought it, it was his private quarters and, and they were forbidden to go in there. I mean, it does, it seems outlandish to their, their defense that anyone would have a family down there. Like, what the fuck? They just thought he was a weirdo and likes to go down there like a man cave. As we'll get to the daughter running away to a cult, he was distressed by that. When she officially ran away and sent that first note, he went to the police and filed a police report saying, my daughter joined a cult. Please find her. He then goes on a public news station pleading for his daughter. Please come home. You're hurting us. Ballsy. Fucking she is (laughs) in a dungeon. God damn. This guy is the worst type of fucking people. (laughs) Like, did they, the police didn't come and search his house? A lot of people came. When? When? I mean, like when during, he first reported his daughter missing. Yeah, like they didn't. No, no. They, because they just took it at, you got a successful businessman that has contacts with the mayor. You think they're going to search his house? And plus, where else would she be? He got ahead of it. He, he got ahead own. of it by filing yeah. a report going on the news. Yeah. If there, people is, were just suddenly like, oh, where's your daughter? You know, he got he, ahead of the, it. People were, he had the sympathy. People were, you know, pitying him because his daughter runs away and joins a cult. This is almost like John <laughs> Bonet, though. Like, you, they call the police and say that the daughter is missing, and then, like, they come down. Don't you think that you would well, expect they didn't it? fucking do it. It was the photographer. <laughs> I don't fucking know. It was Burke, number one. No, you don't know that for sure. Number two, 
Like you would think that you would want to search the entire home for some sort of evidence or like even to allow the dogs to sniff. But it was clear that it was hidden pretty well because people had been coming to do other things in the house. All right, if your daughter runs away, Jen, even now the cops are not, they, they may be like, can we come in and, and talk and, and get some information? But they're not going to be like, wait, did you do it? Where Where's the body? Let's search, search party. Because number one, they got to get a warrant and they have to have some reason to believe you have anything to do with your missing yeah, daughter. Maybe right. your wife yeah, being missing, but your daughter. I guess you're right. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Anyway, the top floor of the home was theirs, and then the bottom floor was the eight tenants, which were hundreds of people coming in and out because there's ridiculous standards, like no dogs, for instance. It was just a very, like, no going outside in the backyard, uh, for obvious reasons. <laughs> there's a fucking dungeon back there. Type of shit. Real quick, the, the tenants did know... Number one, they suspected someone stealing all their food. He would he had keys to all the apartments. He would go and steal the food because he he can't go down to Harris Teeter and buy a shit ton of dungeon food. People dungeon. will be he's, he's got to go somewhere else. So at first he was stealing it from his tenants. Then he was this guy is such a frugal asshole. He was actually uh, diverting some of their energy power to the dungeon. So they would be at work all day, have everything off. And still have skyrocketing energy bills. But, I mean, what's the alternative? There's someone, a family living down there? I mean, before this, no one thought that was even possible. Well, he definitely <laughs> knew what he was doing. Yeah. Elizabeth, before she goes in the dungeon, she runs away. And because she's tired of being raped by her father. January 28th, 1983, her and a friend escaped to Vienna, but they were brought home after three weeks. Why is this a good thing? Because for the Joseph. Oh. Why is he... Well, at first he was livid, but now he's like... She this. wants to come home? No. Because well, why is it good that his daughter just ran away? Because it gives record that she's a, there she was a runaway. Oh. This is type of the behavior. No, officer. She's, she's done this before. You know what I'm saying? She's done this before. Here we go. Mm. That was actually... Uh, that was actually one of the worst things she could do. But, I mean, who would have known? I mean, she didn't... She knew her father was building the cellar. She didn't know she was going to get thrown in there, right? Right. All right. So, on Tuesday, August 28, 1984, um, the mother was away on the rental properties, and he asked his daughter, or demanded his daughter, Elizabeth, to stay. She was the only one of the kids staying with him. Daddy's girl, I guess, you know. Mm. The only one staying with him at the house. As I said, Tuesday, August 28th, 1984, he asked Elizabeth to help him. He's almost finished with the cellar, his man cave, but he needs help moving a 600-pound door. So she obliged. Using an ether-soaked rag, he chloroformed her. She woke up seven doors deep inside the dungeon, mm. tethered to the toilet. Oh, God. And... That is where she, she, she woke up. And if you want to read this, this is from the book. Like an animal, he raped her again and again until he was spent. He turned off the electric light, leaving her dazed in pitch black darkness and left, carefully locking the eight heavy doors connecting the dungeon to the outside world. All right. So this is where it gets pretty bad. Elizabeth would spend the next 8,516 days inside this subterranean rape dungeon. 8,000 fucking 24 years 
24 fucking years. Her daughter was almost 20 years old. She had spent 20 years down there. Fucking crazy, right? 24 fucking years in a dungeon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think about the uh, woman under the bed. What was it? Seven years? Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, even her. Jeez. She would scream, scream at first in the first couple months, scream, but no one would hear. It was just too soundproof. She was also tethered for three months to a cable to the toilet. She actually learned to cooperate during the rapes. And she realized that if she didn't scream while he was raping her, that she would actually get food. You know, for days, he didn't put food down there. He would just come in there every two days and rape her. And then she realized that if she wouldn't scream, he wouldn't beat her and he would actually give her food. All right. That's pretty bad, isn't it? That's terrible. That's worse than pretty bad. Yeah. And you know what's really terrible? And I'm going to spoil it for (sighs) you. It's hard to get worse than this. So go ahead. Yeah, I'm going to spoil it for you. But obviously, he's still in prison. As he should be. Maybe maybe for his, the rest of his life. Good. He's still alive? We don't know that yet. It was only 2008 when he got caught. Yeah, but he was born in the 30s? He almost got out completely because he pled insanity. Oh, God. And the lawyer, what a piece of dump. The lawyer saying, oh, my God, this lawyer will fucking make you puke. <laughs> saying, no, you're distressing my client. Oh, my God. <laughs> it must be tough to be a defense <laughs> lawyer, though, fu- when you think about it. Like, even if you believe that your client is guilty, you have to defend them. Yeah, I, I get it. I get the the lawyer's duty. But still, mm-hmm. man, you, you're going to say you're he was insane and had no idea. His daughter was locked in the dungeon and was raping her 24 years. It's, it's a stretch. If you want to read this. Several times a day, he would come to rape her before giving her scraps of food. Later, she would tell police that she had no choice but to submit to his violent sexual attacks or starve to death. Yeah. So when Elizabeth came home, he actually calls her. So remember, she's off doing the rental properties. He's like, I got some bad news, honey. Our daughter, the one that we love so much, ran away and joined a uh, sect, religious cult. And she left a note that says something like, don't look for me. And, And it was written by her, you know, because if not. I mean, he would rape her. He, yes. I mean, he was raping her anyway, but she would get beat and probably killed. But yeah, it was definitely written by her. And he goes to the police station with the note. It's her handwriting. They mapped it out from her schoolwork, stuff like that. It's her. Yeah, she definitely wrote this. I mean, what's the alternative? He's got her locked in a dungeon. I mean, that just doesn't happen. So he, she wrote this. She's definitely in a cult. He goes to the newspaper. They actually bring a photo he brings a photo that when i showed you this is what she looks like if you see her please i mean just the worst dude this is his own fucking daughter rosemary fritzel and her other children resumed their lives at yebstrass 40 unaware that three floors below elizabeth was living like a caged animals in the dank airless dungeon her torturous existence was only punctuated by her father's visits for sex every two or three days Slowly, she was forced to accept the bizarre new role he had planned for so long. His second wife, the mother of a new subterranean family. So let's talk uh, quickly about the psychology, the Stockholm Syndrome. Obviously, I, I haven't done this story, but apparently there were bank robbers. It was like a multi-day bank robber, robbery. And the, the people in the bank, this is where Stockholm oh, oh, Syndrome oh, oh. came right. came into play. The mm-hmm. actual term, because they a lot of them, I think two or three of the 
the captives in the bank ended up marrying the uh, hmm. the the captors. One of them is <laughs> the, the the girl. She lives in Charleston. Oh shit! Really? No mm-hmm. way. Yeah. Which one? Just one of the people that were hostages. Yeah, I can't remember her name. That's crazy. So that is a little bit about the Stockholm syndrome. I haven't done the story. I don't know too much about it, but want to say the smallest acts of gratitude when you're locked in a dungeon or you're being held against your will and this is important like not beating you when you're getting raped or hey it's cold down here here's a blanket those small acts of gratitude which most people would take for granted are multitudes for someone who's held in captivity that's kind of the the stockholm syndrome right you 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 put so much so much um emphasis e- emphasis on the smallest acts anyway the first child came in september 1986 it was miscarried after 10 weeks mm. elizabeth goes into deep depression the father throws the fetus away and then oh, he punishes God. the daughter by turning off the lights is he punishing her because she got pregnant or because she miscarried no because she miscarried here's the thing about joseph yeah, it's yeah, he is a fucking sexual sexual deviant. Yeah, but I believe his psychology is mostly he wants another family. Hmm. He purposely went off contraceptives to get her pregnant. So he is punishing her now for miscarrying. All right. Hmm. Sounds like Gilead. <laughs> Interesting. So yeah, it's crazy. 1987 now she is without lights for months. Night and there's like no natural light. It's in in you know what I'm saying it's no light coming in. In 1987, this is when he starts actually going to Thailand. He's relatively successful now. He goes to Pattaya, Thailand, and we got plenty of photos of him sunbathing. So he's in Thailand. He's happy as can be. His daughter is in a dungeon with no lights. Now, he does stock up the uh, refrigerator for her, you know, because he's such a good guy. Anyway, he's sunbathing in Thailand, and he goes to the Pattaya Sex Resort, which is notorious for um, sex boys, teenage sex boys, rent boys, boys. Thai boys. Thai boys. Chai boys. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Chai boys. he's, He's having sex with boys. I mean, I don't know. 1988, she gets pregnant again. Now Elizabeth is 22 years old. This time, he actually helps with the birth. The first time, he didn't. He helps with the birth. You know how how he does that? He brings her some anatomy books. And he's nowhere near the baby when it's born. She cuts the cord. That baby is named Kirsten. The baby in the hospital. Mm. Now, he is proud of his, quote, second proper family, end quote. The baby was sickly, epilepsy, and had screaming fits much like 19 years later when she went completely crazy, I guess, and just had a screaming fit so bad that it got him out of the dungeon. Now, at this point, the dungeon was only one room. This is bad. <laughs> the story is fucking bad. Yep, it's yeah. bad. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Yep, it's bad. At this point, the uh, dungeon is still just one room, so this is the first time he starts raping his daughter in front of his daughter? Or his granddaughter. He's raping his daughter. Yeah, but he's, yeah, his daughter from his daughter, which is crazy. Because he would, 
Yeah, so Elizabeth is his daughter. Right. But and then she has a, a daughter. Kirsten. Correct. Kirsten. His so granddaughter slash daughter. Granddaughter slash daughter. He's also raping her. No, 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 no. That hasn't been made public if that happened. But a lot of people speculate she was being groomed for the next mm-hmm. uh dungeon. The next dungeon? He was going to build no, another not the dungeon? Next, the, uh, the next family. Yeah. So he most likely he was oh, going to okay. ex- exterminate oh, Elizabeth, God. the mother. Okay. Oh, oh, no. Okay, okay, okay. I got it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's fucking the worst type of Nazi, right? Fucking. That's the only way you can tell this story is to remember he's a fucking Nazi. That's the only way it makes sense. <laughs> like, what the fuck? In 1989, the new baby was born, Stefan... And in 1991, a fourth child was born, and these these babies were two years apart. Uh, the oldest boy grows up to be five nine, in a dungeon that's five six, mm. so he is permanently crippled because he obviously can't walk. And uh, here's a quote from the book: "Quote now, Elizabeth begged her father for more room for her two toddlers and new babies, so they would not have to witness her being continually raped." Now. Around this time, so she wants she wants a room. She's got to build it herself, right? It takes ten years. She moves all the dirt by hand. All those other rooms that y'all saw in the dungeon, all of those, she moves all that dirt with her bare hands. He doesn't even bring her a fucking shovel. That's that's with her fucking hands. Ten years to move this dirt with her fucking bare hands. He's out screwing Thailand, you know, rent boys. And can't even bring a shovel. Oh my god! Anyway, I I just don't I don't even know. Now around this time, he had a great idea because the dungeon's getting way too filled. All these kids. So I'm gonna bring. He says I'm gonna bring half the kids upstairs, and the rest of the kids can stay down here. So all the other kids you have now, we're gonna bring upstairs. And so how that happens is, I mean, you can't just have a kid show up at the house because the fucking mother, who has no idea that her daughter is being raped six feet below her feet, would know. So Elizabeth has to write another note from the cult. And this is what the note says. I hope that you are all healthy. You will probably be shocked to hear from me after all these years with a real live surprise, no less. I'm leaving you my little daughter, my little daughter, Lisa. Take good care of my girl. She is a good girl. I will contact you again later. I beg you not to look for me because I am doing well. It would be useless and would only increase my suffering, uh, that of my children. Neither are too many children or education desired there. Elizabeth. Yeah. So I just want to point out again that this is uh, requested by Regina. (laughs) Thanks, Regina. (laughs) Okay. So now Joseph gets a great idea. The best idea he's ever had. Okay. Because at first he adopted Lisa, the the newborn baby. And he's like, all right. And the Aust- Austrian government's paying him $230 a month. But then he realizes that if he would have fostered the child, he would have got paid $1,500 a month. So the other kids that are going to end up on his doorstep magically are going to be fostered, not uh, adopted. Yep. Around this time, Elizabeth's teeth started falling out and her children started developing rickets and like Jimmy rickets. Yeah. The only, um, the only medicine or any health that he would bring down was a bottle of aspirin. Mm. 
So, and then the the one son that uh, one one that was born, obviously, the one that he got tried for murder for. I think his name was Michael. I'm not 100 percent sure. I don't have it in my notes, but he was dead in three days. But he would have survived if he had medical intervention. Mm. But one of the things is they were going to try him for murder, right? But there's no evidence that the kid was thrown in an incinerator. The thing about this story is when it finally came out, they didn't even know if he was going to go to prison. And if he did, it was going to be for like incest or something stupid. They said the best way that they could get this guy is a slavery charge which is 20 years because a murder charge, you only serve 10 years for it in prison. What? Yeah. It's crazy. Austria, man. I don't Weird. know. Yeah. But a slavery charge, you can get 20 years and that would maybe end his life. Anyway, wow. well, what do you guys think of this? So far? I think <laughs> I don't know how much more I can take yeah, of this. Okay, okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think... The, it's getting a little queasy. Uh, the, okay, yeah, we'll stop it. The The rest of it is a repetitive... Not repetitive, but lot, a lot more rape. Should we go back to the hospital then? Like how he got... Yeah, so one more thing about the dungeon, and this is common in a lot of cases, because there are more dungeon cases, not with the family, but there was actually... Someone who was uh, cursed, uh, not Kirsten, I can't, can't remember her name, but we, I didn't do the case, but it was in Austria too. And she was kept in a dungeon as well. And it wasn't a relative, but it was someone that the guy knew, had seen, you know, type like a Jamie Claus type of scenario. Mm. And one of the things that the captors will always use as a scare tactic is say, if you leave, there's poison gas or something or, you know, the basement flood, you'll be dead. Now, here's the thing. This guy is like 80 years old when he's going and having sex in Thailand with a Viagra with these rent boys. He tells police that because they ask him, you know, what what if something happens? What if you have a heart attack? No one knows your subterranean families down there. They're going to starve to death. Oh, I have the door on an automatic opening timer to release and let them free, which was complete bullshit. Yeah, how are you going to know? Like, they, oh, they, once they I die, it, it opens and they, 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 they never fucking... He never... Because they, they checked They just would have died. They just would that's have died. It. That's And that's why he said when he was arrested, oh, I could have... And he was doing it, like, making himself look better. Oh, I could have killed them. Like, what? What's, I could have killed them. Oh, my God. This guy... Uh, I, yeah, we'll stop, man, because it... it He's in prison now, and hopefully he'll be in prison for the rest of his life. So so how did they t- connect? Kirsten has this fit in 2008. She clogs up the toilet. He is threatened to be exposed. He had to do something. He makes Elizabeth promise him, and she does, that. And she was going along with it for a while, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. That's Stockholm Syndrome. She promises, but... Eventually, the police, luckily, this whole thing is because of this doctor. This doctor reader did not want to lose his patient and was going out of his bounds, appealing to the mass media for the mother. It is He is the reason why this dungeon is open. Well, thank you. Anyway, this Kirsten comes in. She is now in an induced coma. She All of her organs fell, mm. everything else. The mother comes in. 
And then that's when she breaks down, like I said. Now, about Kirsten, she did pull through. And in fact, the, the photo I showed you, if that is them, that would be Kirsten and her mom. She pulled through and, and all the all the other children pulled through and everyone survived. He is in prison. Someone attempted to kill him once, but his lawyer had um, was seeking the insanity plea. Mm-hmm. However, they just found out that he was nothing but pure narcissistic, but that's not insane. That's right. just another narcissistic. disorder. Yeah. yeah. So he is currently in prison. Hmm. Yeah. Well, he doesn't seem to have much longer left. So, right. No, I mean, he's always on his deathbed and he says he was appealing to his wife, Rosemarie, and oh my, and his daughter, Elizabeth, to come visit him. They're, I'm sorry. Like, like, no, no, absolutely not. Like, I would not. I hope they're all in a much better place. Yeah, today. for sure. Yeah, hopefully they're being taken really good care of. He is incarcerated at Garston Abbey. He's apparently got life in prison. I think it's more natural life since he's, I mean, he's on his way out. Yeah. So anyway. did they get him on a slavery charge? Is that what they ended up? Well, that's a good question. Let me see. Um, I have it in my notes, but since we're not going to do the rest of the thing. <laughs> I think we've yeah. we've covered most of it. Yeah. Um, uh, let me see. So they did end up filling the uh, filling the dungeon with concrete, which is good, good. because there were you know the media mm-hmm. there were there were uh, this entrepreneurs and this always happens where they try to make this ghoulish business out of it. And some guy rented a tour bus and would stop at the house so people can gawk at it type of shit people are just fucking off yeah that's terrible but um so he was convicted of murder by negligence 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 yeah negligence negligence i can't say there you go but basically the the one that was thrown into the incinerator that lasted three days he could have he could have lived yeah and and luckily he actually admitted all this stuff too Mm, you know uh he he doesn't he even to this day he claims that he didn't rape his own daughter until she was what 19 and in the cellar for years like i mean come on dude his forensic psychiatrist got him for a quote severe combined personality disorder that includes borderline schizotypal and schizoid personalities and a sexual disorder which is definitely known because he has he was having a lot of sex, even at his age. Right. I mean, there's one thing about taking Viagra, but he was, his libido is unnatural. The uh, psychiatrist actually recommend he receive psych- psychiatric care instead of being locked up in, in a prison. However, thank thankfully, and he took uh, copious notes too. So all the rapes and everything else, all those documented. Ugh. They tried to reunite the families upstairs and downstairs. Mm. I don't believe that ended up working because, as you see, and it's not any fault of the upstairs family. They had no idea. But the daughters upstairs, who are the same age as as the daughters below, you know, they're living two different lives. Right. You see the daughters upstairs, you know, Tannen and Vienna and all this, because they're rich, all this lavish lifestyle. And the people downstairs are getting bare nothing in their downstairs in the dungeon. So I, I don't believe the family integrated, even though they did it first. That's pretty much it. So we don't know where Elizabeth is at, but, uh, you know, hope for, and then the best. 
Yeah. Uh, till this day, he he has shown absolutely no remorse. He doesn't think he did anything wrong. He actually claims that he just put her in the the uh, dungeon because she was doing drugs and drinking, and he just wanted to protect her. Wow. Yeah, he is the worst type of fucking person. His name is uh, The Incest Monster, and I know it's uh, Das Incest something. I can't remember the last one, but that's what he's known as. And uh, yeah, so that's the case. Really disturbing. I did not have fun doing this case. Well, thanks, Regina, or should we say Regina? That was so mean. Yeah, that was a and, and we skipped a lot of things, but it just gets worse from there think we can use our imagination mm-hmm. yeah but uh anyway so that's how that one turned out i appreciate uh, the request regina and if you want to listen to these episodes ad free you can support us talkmore.com slash join and become our supremos and that'd be great and my name is john until next time good night you lovely lovely people Circle K is America's thirst stop. And Dave's, especially when Dave needs refreshments for family movie night. So Dave heads straight to Circle K, where he grabs icy Polar Pop cups and frosters for the kids and chilled beer for the grown-ups. Enjoy family movie night, Dave. We'll be here for you all summer long. And right now at Circle K, score with 28-ounce body armor drinks. Any flavor, three for $5. So make us your first stop. Circle K, America's thirst stop. Maddie's believes nature is beautiful, majestic, serene. But human nature is inventive, intrepid, reckless. Nature says, look how many colors I can fit in a sunset. Human nature says, look how many hot wings I can fit in my mouth. But human nature needs nature. That's why there's Maddie's All Natural Acid and Indigestion Relief, a drug-free remedy for human nature, available at Walmart, CVS, Walgreens, and Amazon. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.